Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Jordan, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. Playing this all night for you, Dearness Johnson. Celebrate good times. Come on. Come on, guys. Cleveland Browns victorious on Thursday night football. 17-14 over the Denver Broncos. The hated Denver Broncos. We're here to break we're bleh. We are here to break it all down for you. Browns win uh with the MASH unit on offense. Dearness Johnson, absolute monster. Case Keenum does his job, does what he needs to do. And the Browns get a much-needed win uh, to... Is it too much to say to keep their season alive? I mean, this really was the pivot point for the season right here. If you would have lost this game... I mean, we were talking about during the week, like if you don't win this game, you know, what is your path to the postseason? And, I mean, it it would have been very rocky, you know, outside of, you know, assuming if you lose at Baltimore and Green Bay, you know, then you're almost having to run the table almost after that if you had lost tonight. So, I mean, the Browns have definitely given themselves a lot more leeway with the win tonight, no doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm Dan, of course, uh, here with Steve tonight. Uh, just the two of us. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. Uh, Ryan uh, had coaching duties tonight uh, since it's a Thursday night with uh, Benedictine freshman, I think. And so it's us two tonight bringing it uh, home after a Browns victory Uh like I said, seventeen fourteen on the shores of Lake Erie. Time check eleven twenty five p.m. Eastern. That's and right. We are celebrating. Tonight. That is right. That is right. So uh, Browns get it done. Like we said, um, we're gonna we're gonna get into it. What uh, I mean, it's really gonna say. I was gonna ask you like what what you thought the most important uh, key was to the Browns winning today, but it, I mean. Is it anybody but Dearness Johnson? Well, I would just say in general, toughness. The yeah. offensive line had a fantastic game for Agreed. the most part. Agreed. Uh, particularly in run blocking. I mean, how much? It's it's crazy. Uh, you know, we we missed both of our tackles on Sunday. How much better the offensive line looks when we're just able to get one of them back? Uh, yeah, Jed uh, Wills. Really. And you're able to. They they were able to slide Blake Hans over to uh, right tackle. Um, and uh. You know, put put James Hudson back on the bench. Not 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 here to kill James Hudson, but he's clearly not ready to play. And yet. let's not for I mean, and let's account for the fact that we were playing against the league's only undefeated team on Sunday, Arizona. Mm-hmm. They have an elite D lineman in there, JJ Watt. Yeah. You know, it 
it matters when you're not going up against that. But even when you account for that, well, I mean, tonight the big hog mollies up front were awesome. Tonight, tonight, at least for the first half, I mean, they had Von Miller. I mean, I would say Von Miller's better than J.J. Watt at this point, but he went out at the end of the first half with a knee injury, did not play the entire second half. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Browns were able to kind of squeak this one in, squeak this one out. The defense got kind of leaky there in the second half. Um, we'll talk about that. Uh, they look really good in the first half, but the the old bugaboo for this Joe Woods defense came rearing its ugly head in the second half. We just could not get off the field on a third down to save our lives. Can we talk, please, about the Browns' defense's inability or, well, actually, the refusal to blitz on third down? Yeah. You had Teddy Bridgewater back there who— On one foot. You know, who basically was down to one— He was not going to be scrambling out or anything. Yeah. Like, yeah, pretty much—I mean, even the guys at the Fox guys at halftime, basically, Reggie Bush even said, like, you know where he's going to be every yeah. time he drops back. So why are you not— pressuring the guy i i just couldn't understand that for the life of me yeah no i completely agree uh i i just i i I, you know conventional wisdom would would tell you we gave up 14 points on defense the defense must have played well i the defense to me played like garbage they played well for a half yeah they played great in the first half and they didn't play well in the second half i mean i you just talked about Teddy Bridgewater being on one one good foot. I mean, even on two two good feet, he's not an elite quarterback. And we, at the end of the game there, things got a little hairy because we let them have a 17-play touchdown drive in the fourth quarter. You know, the good thing is that, well, if there was a good thing about that, it's that it took Denver so, so long yeah. to get to the end zone. And the Browns literally just, I mean, they came out throwing in the early part of that last drive, which actually I think, yeah, it's aggressive, but I actually thought, uh, particularly throwing on first down on the first play of the drive, I thought was a very effective move. But then after that, they just kept handing it off to Johnson, and he was just, I mean, he was he was the, the ringer tonight. I mean, pretty much every time he touched the ball, he was getting five, six, seven, eight yards. So, I mean, the, the, the Broncos, after they scored the touchdown with 530 left, they never touched the ball again. Nope. You know? Talk about a helpless feeling. Yeah. Um. I thought uh, I thought Case Keenum did a great job tonight. I thought he for for and me saying a great job. He did his job. He came in, didn't turn the ball over, made smart, uh, made some good smart passes, uh, ran the offense. He did what he's supposed to do. You know, he's one of the highest paid backups in the NFL, making six million dollars. He came in and he did his job, and that's what we needed him to do tonight. You didn't see him missing throws. You didn't see him making bet. I mean, he made a. Just a couple of bad decisions. I know there was one where he threw over the middle where Landry was wide open in the flat on the left. Yeah. But for the most part, he he hit his reads. He hit the you know a few times. He had to go to second and third progression. He he did. What, I mean, he doesn't feel pressure very well like like some quarterbacks do. Right. I remember one play in particular where he just barely got out of the way to Johnson in time. Yeah, and I think but like, I, I'm not going to kill him it was for that. All good. The guy hasn't played in two years. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's hard it's hard to feel pressure in the pocket when you don't face those live bullets for that long. That's right. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't played since 2019 mm. um, when he was with the football team. But uh, I, I thought he made the play of the game. To be honest with you, on, oh, on that fourth down, without a doubt, that was the play of the game yeah. on fourth and three from the what was it the five yard? Uh, yeah, I think it was fourth fourth and three from the six. Yeah, and he <clears throat> drops back. Nobody's open. There's a lot of room in in the middle of the field. He runs into it, and then two Denver guys, no, like three, two or three Denver guys, run up to him. 
He evades the first tackler, then gets hit by the second guy. Ducks underneath the guy. And manages to like squeeze just barely underneath to get the now he ends up losing the ball after that, but you know, luckily our guy recovered in the end zone. Yeah, Austin Hooper, so, I think it was. <clears throat> I mean, that could have been a near disaster too. But the yeah. fact that he I mean, again, I just they did go rule, back. they did rule him down by contact, so technically he didn't even I fumble. just go back to the collective toughness the Browns had first with the offensive line, with Dearness Johnson. And then also with Keenum, I mean, really, like, with the game on the line, literally, yeah. he just, like, just sells out completely, gets that first down. We get the touchdown, that drive. I mean, if he, if that doesn't happen, we could be having a very different podcast right now. Yeah. And uh, we were gonna we were gonna do the uh, we were gonna do the podcast uh, regardless tonight, whether we won or lost La- uh, Sunday. Sunday was just a little bit too depressing to do the show. <laughs> I just it's the first time God. we have not done a podcast in three years. And- I, got, I got you know got to be honest. I mean, to be honest with you, Baker getting hurt even more, and the way we lost that game, and uh, Kareem Hunt getting hurt and all that, it was just too depressing to do. Literally, show. the main topic of conversation would have been: Should we have had the starters out of the game in the third quarter? Before well, Baker and Kareem Hunt got hurt, like that's how bad of a well. That's how that's how you felt. Date I was in, and I would have yeah. just completely hijacked the show with that. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that so, carried into tonight, by the way, because I had the Browns losing this game sixteen to seven, which I completely ignored. Like you know, I was always talking about the Browns; they don't win opening games. I don't care who they play against; I'm not picking them on opening day. I completely forgot about one other really important trend before making the prediction tonight, and that's the Browns do not lose on Thursdays at home. Yep, they don't. Nope, they beat. New York Jets 2018 beat the Steelers the next year, beat Cincinnati last year. I mean, you 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 go back all the way back to 2013, we beat the we beat the Bills uh on Thursday night football at home. That was and, that and was the, that was the game where uh Brian Hoyer TJ Ward had the uh, game-winning pick six. Yep. And then a couple years before that under Mangini, the Browns uh, I think the Steelers came in at like 11 and 1 and the Browns oh, yeah. beat them. We had it, that was like that was like the frozen tundra game. That game was so cold. It we was had, five degrees or something had, at start time. We had nine sacks in that game. So um, yeah, the Browns have an extremely good history playing on Thursday night. Yeah, and I got to give uh, Kevin Stefanski a lot of credit. Um, I have uh, I have been uh, not trashing him the last couple of weeks, but have been questioning quite a bit uh, of his in-game decision making. Really, this entire season, to be honest with you, there there have been instances, but I thought he coached almost. Uh, given the circumstances and who we had available, I, I thought he coached almost a perfect game tonight. He he won his challenge uh, that he called. It it didn't end up mattering because they ended up scoring a touchdown anyway because we can't get off the field on defense. Threw a little um, screen on third and ten, and it yeah. goes for a touchdown because we play ten yards off the line of scrimmage. Yeah, basically in just the red zone. The line. Uh, oh, excuse me. I apologize. We're doing this podcast very late, and... Uh, it's a it's a work night, so uh, if I yawn, I apologize. Um, I, I thought he did really well. I thought I I I told you this probably at halftime. I thought the best decision he made all night was was when he was when they won that coin toss and they took the ball. Yeah, to which start is an unconventional decision. Very especially especially in the analytics driven uh, uh, NFL. Missing your now. starting quarterback too. Uh, missing your top two running backs to to go out I and think, say we're going to take the ball. Yeah, I mean, what a bold statement that but I, is. But I think part of part of the de- part of the decision in that, and it's what I thought before this game was, it was imperative that the Browns got out to a lead and played with a lead. Agreed. 
we're not good even when we're healthy coming back from being down. That's not the type of offense we are. Um, and especially not with a backup quarterback. Exactly. It's even highlighted when uh, your two, essentially, basically your two best players on offense are not there, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. And then your quarterback is also out. So it was imperative for us to not get behind. So that's why I agreed with Stefanski taking the ball when we won the toss. And then he's been very good all year in the first 15 plays, scripting them, scripting the offense. And what happened? We went right down the field in four or five plays, 75 yards, boom, touchdown. Mm. And we're up 7 nothing, and we never gave up that lead the entire game. Never. Um. So I thought that was imperative. Make the Broncos, who also are not a quick strike, come quick strike, come from behind offense. Make them come from behind, try and come from behind, not us. Which us not giving up the lead all night. You know, you go back to you know our first two stars of the game, Dearness Johnson and Case Keenum. Well, we won by three. We got to mention them again. Third star of the game, McMuffin. <laughs> Big time kick early, yeah. early in the first quarter, fifty-two yeah. yard field goal on a blustery night it wasn't a cold night but it was a blustery night he did you lose know. his perfect record on kicks but that's not his fault oh my uh, yeah like okay he's gonna miss if you don't block for the field goal right exactly Jeez, I mean, oh man <laughs> which yeah andrew I mean, I mean you know god bless you man but what are you doing what are you still doing on this football team lucky that play didn't come back to really hurt us too badly yeah um so i thought stefanski had a really good night i thought case keenum had a really good night uh, Dearness Johnson, I mean, my goodness, that guy probably just earned himself a starting running back position next year on another team. He, yeah, I um, mean, he definitely was playing for a contract tonight, and he boy, was, did he, he ever. was absolutely incredible. And he's gonna get, he's gonna get the chance in the next two weeks because even if Nick Chubb comes back, the Browns love to play that two running back system, and Kareem Hunt's not coming back he's, for another. He's three gonna weeks. be, oh yeah, yeah, he's gonna be in Kareem Hunt's role now. Yes, for sure. Yes. Uh, so he's going to get more and more chances, but man, you know, it, it almost, it almost, uh, and I don't think this, I don't, I don't think they'll do this. Uh, it almost makes you comfortable giving Nick Chubb even another week's rest next week. I don't think they're going to do that because it's a, we're starting this game, this game on next Sunday and, you know, not to look past what we did tonight, which is very important. Some would say saved our season. This game next Sunday is almost worth two games. I mean, any well, first of all, it's Pittsburgh, yes. so like that carries its own importance. It's in the of first itself. division game. It's Pittsburgh. It's at home. You have a chance to, you know, we'll see what the Steelers do on Sunday. Hopefully, they lose, but um, you have a chance to really not necessarily put the nail in the coffin for them, but. You have a chance to really put them behind the eight ball, eight ball, because they already have a division loss. They lost uh, at home to Cincinnati. They start zero and two in the division, and you beat them, and you go to one and zero in the division. Now, I'm not saying the Steelers are a number one uh, competition for the division championship. I mean, it's obviously Baltimore, but um, I have to stop you for a second here. The Steelers actually have a bye this week. Oh, do they? They do well, not have a game. So okay. Well, good for them. The Browns have a mini buy, so I don't think it's going to really be.
be to any real detriment for the Browns. No, it's not. I mean, we're going to be able to Presuming, get. I mean, we get have some guys few, back. We, we had a few guys get dinged up tonight. Of course, uh, that's I'm a most, week. That's a weekly most, occurrence. I'm most worried about is Denzel Ward. He went out with a hamstring late in the game. He was, he was grabbing at it immediately. I mean, um, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you there. I'm, I'm most concerned about Jarvis Landry. I. He came who, back. Who do you think is hurt worse? Because yeah, Landry he came went back hard into down the game, hard down on his knee. Yeah, he came back into the game, but and it, and it wasn't the same knee that he's been out for the last month for. It's the other knee, which I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad the thing. Play because didn't now, look, he, now he's got the play didn't look so bad in real speed, but how he was coming off the field was very scary. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I mean the Denzel Ward thing with a hamstring. I mean, as soon as he grabbed his hamstring, you're like, okay, he's he's probably out the next two weeks. I would say minimum at least. And, and you made yeah. the men, you made mention of the fact that he's just he hasn't been very good so far this year. So well, he hasn't been. He hasn't. Maybe he, this will give him a chance. He hasn't to been up to his normal standards this year. I'll give you that. Get and, away and, again, and refocus a little bit. And again, this guy can't stay healthy. He can't. He's hurt all the time. Yeah. You know, it's not like these guys get hurt on purpose. Like, so it's, like, I'm not going to kill him for it, but. Like man, you gotta some you gotta find a way to stay healthy. We can't give you a big contract if you can't stay healthy. No, just cannot. Is it too early to start calling him the new Greedy Williams now that Greedy Williams is actually playing every week? Well, the weird thing with Denzel is it, it, he never has like it's never a serious injury. It's always like these these annoying like injuries that like keep him out for two to three games at a time. It's just he can't. He just can't stay healthy. I I just don't know. Um, but yeah, so it, it seems like every week we're gonna. It, it seems like every week we're getting guys dinged up. That last week, last week it was Baker and Kareem Hunt. This week it's Denzel Ward and Jarvis Landry. Uh, two weeks before that, it seemed like everybody on our defense went down. I mean, they all came back the next week, but it just seemed like everybody's going down. And Nick Chubb went. Nick Chubb got hurt in that game too against the Chargers. So this is a weekly occurrence where we're just getting got, and it's important. Got Odell Beckham Jr. Re, looked like he re-injured I was, his shoulder I was again. just going to mention Beckham because it, it makes you wonder all those injuries on defense a few weeks ago. Another if one. They, if they were, like, sticking needles in the turf at SoFi Stadium yeah. or something. Another like, one. Another Beckham. one. Another one. The, the guy didn't even play today. Donovan Peoples-Jones pulled his groin pulled in, his groin in warm-ups. warm-ups. I mean, what is going on? You know, we <laughs> – I was, I was talking uh, – uh, talking before the game uh with somebody probably i think it was through text and was saying like yeah okay we've got our running our running backs are out today but we have a full complement of receivers because it was the first time all year every single receiver on our roster has been in, been healthy right and we have a full complement of tight ends so you know yep things are looking okay with case keenum we had three wide receivers get injured in this game one before the game one before the game and, and then, freaking warm-ups yeah another and in the second our quarter. top two receivers they ended up finishing the game but I, I can I can imagine they're not going to be feeling well in the morning. No, I mean, and again, Landry with the knee that's very concerning. And and Landry, I, mean, I got to give an assist to Beckham because it's pretty hard to sprain a shoulder in a game, yeah. or or any part of your body for that matter. In this case, it's a shoulder, and yet he's back on the field, you know, coming right out of halftime. And I when mean, he, when he re-injured it, it looked like he re-injured it uh, pretty pretty. pretty he fell hard. Yeah, all all of his all of his weight fell on that fell on that uh, right shoulder. Yeah, um, and that's a, that's the same shoulder that he hurt last week. Yeah, so like to anybody who out there who's been giving Beckham nonsense for being soft, uh, you need to repent. No, nothing nothing about being soft at all. Um, I think he needs to uh, catch the football. Well, a little bit better. Yes, um, he drove me up a friggin' wall last week. Yeah, 
Dropped a couple passes today too. Um, then then came back and had a couple uh, couple catches on uh, the second. Wait, was it the the second touchdown? Was drive, it the second touchdown drive? Yeah, yes. I think so. So uh, yeah, we just boy, we need this uh, this uh, mini mini buy uh, badly. Stefanski just needs to tell the entire team just get away for the weekend, get healthy, uh, rest. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, what the Browns did is they bought themselves time, literally, yeah. in, in both senses. First, in trying to get some people that are dinged up healthy, and then yep. secondly, buying themselves time and leeway uh, going through the rest of the schedule. Again, if you were to look ahead at the schedule, the next four weeks are, you know, not super easy, but not not that difficult. Right. I mean, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. New it's England not, and Detroit. It's not like next playing. Four games. It's not like playing the Chargers and Cardinals back to back. You know, really, if you can just, if you just go two and two, you're still in it. I mean, obviously, we would like three and one. Yeah. Um, that might be a little bit dependent on you know what guys well, play on, on which games, but uh, probably yeah. depends on what happens next. I Sunday, I was very too. encouraged by what I saw tonight as far as going forward. Sure. You know, absolutely. With Case Keenum and Dearness Johnson, if we have to go with those guys against Pittsburgh, I, you know what? I think we can win that game. I wasn't so sure about that before, but I—I I, I mean, I'm not going to say that it's a guarantee. But see, to me, to me in that game, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about the defense. Uh, but Roethlisberger's not any good anymore. You yeah, told me okay. that over and over again. Okay, well, I, it doesn't matter. You or I could be the quarterback out there. When you get to third down, we're going to convert them. Yeah, if we don't ever run a freaking blitz. It's not just that. It's it's the way that it's the way that they play this soft zone cover oh, nonsense. God. It's like they're playing prevent defense the entire game on third down. They're yeah. just playing prevent defense. Which works if it's like third and twenty, but like it's not just... all the time. It was it was third and third and goal from the twenty one last week against the Cardinals and they scored a friggin' touchdown on third and goal from the twenty one. Arizona's just got the magic touch right now. They just, you know, apparently, I'm, I'm such a hater. Like I'm still not convinced in the end they're going to be there. But like <laughs> think right, they right now, they can do no wrong. So you know, it's one of those yeah. things with the Cardinals where you feel like if they once they lose that first game, they could lose like three or four in a row. It just like the Steelers last year. Yeah, yeah. They started ten and zero, and right. then they just completely, you know, crap from there. So yeah, so. We'll see what happens. Uh, Browns have a mini bye week this week, so uh, no game to preview uh, for this weekend. But we're going to do something a little bit different uh, for around the NFL this week. Usually, uh, the once we're doing this this uh, podcast, all the one o'clock games have finished because the Browns are playing at one o'clock as well, and we're or halfway even the four o'clocks in some cases. We're halfway or three quarters of the way through a lot of the four o'clock games. So usually we recap everything else that's going on in the NFL tonight, what we're going to do. By the way, interesting point before we get into this. Yeah. The Browns so far this year playing at 1 o'clock, they're 3-0. and mm-hmm. They've won their one night game. At 4 o'clock, they're 0-3. They yeah. Well, we do not have any 4 o'clock games coming in the next month. Just saying. Well, if you look, if you look at our win-loss, uh, we've played three really good teams. I mean, the quality of teams obviously has been better. Right. I mean, gener- teams generally, out west are just kicking. Generally, butt. when you play at four o'clock, you're if if you're if you're an East Coast team and you're playing at four o'clock, generally you're playing a good team. If you're yeah. playing at four, um, and the Browns have played the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Cardinals, so mm. who have a combined 
uh, four losses between them. And three of them are on Kansas City, and that's actually um, we're transitioning into doing our four picks losses the- for the upcoming week, as you were getting to. And we're we're actually picking against the spread, but of course we'll be going without the outright winners as well here. So yeah, so usually, usually what we do is uh, on Twitter we post our picks before the one o'clock game start on Sunday. Uh, but Stephen, we're we're still going to do that this week because Ryan's not here. But we're going to actually give our picks uh, on the show t- uh, tonight. So uh, let's go. Uh, I had the Browns uh, minus one and a half tonight. That cashed. Steve did not. Not really a case of the sads. Yeah, right. That's I, a happy I'm, I'm loss. Ve- I'm very happy with this. That's a, This is going to be interesting, too, once uh, sports betting becomes legal in Ohio, how we're going to continue to do this. Like, if we actually pick these games, are we actually going to put bets on them? I I would love to do that. Actually. I mean, even if it's like five to ten bucks a game. Five bucks a game every yeah. week. I mean, I, I'd love to do that. I mean, most of uh, pretty much all three of us are, are breaking even right now, so it's not like we would lose any money. Yeah, I think last I checked, I was just slightly behind you two. It was only like two yeah. games, so yeah. it's we're all we're it's all tight. Yeah, we're all within a few games of each other. So first up, uh, one o'clock, the Washington Football Team goes to Lambeau Field to play against the Packers. The Packers are favored by seven and a half. I like Green Bay here. What do you love about you? What was that game again? Uh, Washington versus Green Bay at Lambeau. At Lambeau, seven and a half. Yeah. Uh, Washington's got a decent D line. We know that. Yeah, Packers give me, are rolling right now. Yeah, though. give me Green Bay. Yeah, Packers are five and one. They're looking to go to six and one. They haven't lost since the opening week. The Next, seven, the seven and a half scares me, mm. but I'm going to go ahead and take the Packers. You know, the two best games of this entire week might be in the 1 o'clock window, oddly enough. Uh, one of them is in Nashville. The Chiefs play against the Titans. Kansas City's favored by 4.5, which, like, I'm scratching my head a little bit at that line. Um, so this is going back even to last year. The Kansas City Chiefs are horrible against the spread. Yeah, give me the Titans. They are terrible. Yeah, give me the Titans as well. If t- Titans are 4-2 and two and they're getting... Four and a half on their home field. Yeah, give yeah. the Titans. Uh, Derrick Henry might rush for 200 yards in that game. Uh, yeah, he very well could. The Chiefs' defense is terrible. Uh, next up in Miami, we've got a kind of meaningless game here. The Falcons. Uh, the Falcons actually won two in a row after a 0-3 start. They're playing against the Dolphins. Atlanta's favored by two and a half. Miami's lost five in a row since opening week. Give me Atlanta. <sighs> Boy. Just the Oh, Miami I, stinks. I got to pick somebody in this game. Oh <laughs> is this the is this the uh, is this the pillow fight of go, the week? Go, I, yeah, this is this is prison inmate potential here. Um, give me hard overhead. I'm going with Miami. I just I can't pick Atlanta. <laughs> um, next up is the Jets at the Patriots. This uh, sometimes vaunted AFC East rivalry. Not this year. The Jets are one and four. The Patriots two and four. Pats are favored by seven though. Seems like a big line. Bill Belichick doesn't lose to the Jets, and he doesn't lose to rookie quarterbacks. Give me the Patriots. That's actually a good point, rookie quarterback. Uh, Zach Wilson's throwing the ball to the opponent as much as he's throwing it to his own team. Yeah, you know, I was really wondering, even on draft night, what in the world the Jets were doing there. But, you know, that's that's Jets for you. Um, yeah, give me New England. I Something tells me that's a lot of points, but I'll go with New England. It is a lot of points, but... Um, next up, Carolina going to the Meadowlands to face the Giants. Ew. Panthers are three and three. They've lost their last three games after a three and zero start, much like the Broncos did. 
Carolina's favored by three here, though. Hmm. Uh, I'm thinking upset here. I'm going with the Giants. I, I, I agree like with the you. Panthers are going right now. I agree with you. Give me the Giants. Yeah, I think the Giants win that game outright. Actually. Uh, so now we come to well, actually, I'll skip that one for it. Actually, no, the last game of the one o'clock window. This one's the really big one, not just in the AFC North, but across the league. The four and two Bengals going up against the five and one Ravens. Who have not lost since the opening week. Where's that game at? It's at MT Bank Stadium in Baltimore. Baltimore is favored by six and a half. Oh. Vegas you know, I, just loves throwing knives on some of these games, don't they? I hate this line as much as I hate that Packer line because of the half point. Yeah. I am going with the Bengals in the points, but I think. I could see the Bengals winning this game almost up till the end, and they'll find a way to screw it up in the end. And Baltimore, Baltimore will win the game by, like, a field goal. So give me Cincy in the points, but I, I think the Ravens are going to win the game out. I'm going to take Baltimore. Okay, so you've got the Ravens covering I think, as I think, well. Yeah, I think, this, I, I think they're just barely going to cover. I think they're going to win the game by a touchdown mm. and an extra point. Ravens looked really good last week against L.A. Yeah. Much to our chagrin. Uh, going into the four o'clock window now, the Eagles at two and four going out to the Death Star to face Las Vegas. The Raiders are four and two. They're they're only favored in this game by three though, which seems oddly low. You know, I actually like the Eagles in this game a lot. No kidding, I do. Um, you know, to we had we had the, there was the whole John Gruden thing, and and what always happens with. Uh, with turmoil with a head coach, either you know, coach coaches fired because they suck or whatever happened with Team John Gruden. Team usually rises up the next week. The next week, but after that, two weeks after that, you're on such an emotional high that first week. I think they come crashing down uh, this week, and I think uh, the Eagles, the Eagles are going to be playing with some desperation uh, this week. They're two and four. You know, obviously they're probably already for the they're. It's still early, but they're probably already out of the divisional race with the Cowboys being five and one and looking so good. Mm-hmm. But I just I like the Eagles in this game, man. I just think the Raiders are going to fall fall flat on their face after that emotional win last week. You know, the Eagles have been a better team on the road so far this season. Both of their wins have come away from home. And the Raiders actually were very dumpy in their last home game. They lost to the Bears. Yeah. Um, you know what? You've talked me into it. And my <laughs> stupid heart is talking to me too much tonight. Um, I've already gone with Miami. I guess I'm going with Philadelphia too. You, you talked me into that. Well, your heart one, got your heart got one your heart got one win. Uh, yeah, tonight, even though you picked against them. Yeah. So. See, I my my brain screwed that one up. <laughs> so, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, next up, we have well, this we've got some massive lines coming up here. Uh, the Lions, zero and six. Going out to SoFi Stadium to face the Rams, who are five and one. Get a load of this. Rams favored by sixteen. Whoo! <laughs> That's too many points in an NFL game. <laughs> Seems like the Lions are double-digit underdogs almost every week. I mean, how many points weren't the Browns favored by like four, uh, seventeen against the Texans earlier this year? Uh yeah, it was a big line. I don't know if. It, that big or maybe it was 14 i don't remember it was like like 13 13 maybe yeah and the obviously the browns didn't cover cover that um 
16 points. I I don't I don't care who you are. 16 points is too much in the in the NFL. Give me give me the Lions in that one. Rams are going to win the game. Rams will probably win that game by two touchdowns, but I don't think they're going to cover the 16. You know, I think this game is going to be a slaughter. Give me a Rams. Rams. Um, I mean, I could see it. I just any NFL game with that high of a line, they Vegas is just asking you. They they really are. I don't know. It's too many points in the NFL. Long trip to the West Coast. I, I think there's just a high chance the Lions don't even get off the plane. Um, next up, similar. What do you situation. mean? It's the Jared Goff revenge game. Okay. <laughs> next up, we had. You know what? He's never won a game where Sean McVay was not his head coach. <laughs> it's setting up for him to win his first. <laughs> <laughs> Against Sean McVay. The Rams will be looking at, again, speaking of the team that just can't seem to do any wrong, who's the only team the Rams have lost to this year? Cardinals. Yep. Figures. Uh, anyway, speaking of the Cardinals, they are at home against the Texans, the moribund Texans, who have not won since a gate week one win against the Jaguars. God, what's this line? 17 and a half. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the Cardinals. The Texans, they... They just can't score. How, I mean, how are they even going to stay remotely close to Arizona where they're playing? I'm guessing Terod Taylor's still not back. As far as I'm aware. I have to double check that, but I you know I, I'm I'm going to break the I'm going to break my own rule that I just that I just said I couldn't do in uh, in the game previous. It's too high of a line, but the Texans are that bad, and I just saw what the Cardinals did to us on Sunday. I and they're going to be at home. I got to take the Cardinals. The first loss for the Cardinals is going to be one that comes completely out of nowhere and <laughs> shocks everyone. Maybe it's this week, but I doubt it. Um, next up, last 4 o'clock game. This is the CBS National game. Uh, the Bears, 3-3, three and three going to Tampa to face the Buccaneers at 5-1. and one. Buccaneers are favored by 12.5. That, se- that seems like way too many to me. The Bears' defense is pretty good. I think they'll hold it under that, and, and the Bears will at least cover that game. There's a chance I think they could even win it outright, but, I, I mean, Tampa will probably win outright. So these two teams played last year when the Bears uh, – Bears won that game. Bears won that. That was the Tom Brady uh, – everybody thought he was concussed game when he held up the four fingers. The, yeah, was, when he thought it was fourth down, it was, it was actually down. a turnover on downs. Yeah. Um, Twelve and a half, you say? Yeah. I got Chicago covering. I think Brady's going to try and bury the Bears after after what happened last year. Ooh, I I I, I think I I think the Bucks win that game by three touchdowns. I think they cover easily. Okay, so you're going with the Bucks on that one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, the, it's not it's not even their fault, but the fact that that embarrassing moment happened to Brady when he was playing against the Bears, I think he's going to hold that against him, and I think he's going to he's just going to trash them. The night games aren't even really that great this week. Uh, the the Sunday night game is the Colts playing at the 49ers. The Colts are two and four. The 49ers are two and three. So this is kind of a desperation game for both teams. I mean, the team that loses this game may already be on the outside looking in as far as playoffs are concerned. Yeah. San Francisco's favored by four. I I do like the Niners in this game. I Indianapolis is just a really tough team to kind of predict when it comes to points. Where's this game at? Uh, at the uh, Levi Stadium. 
49ers rarely lose night games at home. I feel. Like. Yeah, you know the the Colts are on my are on my S list right now after what they <laughs> after after the after they <laughs> threw up after they threw up all over the field uh, against Baltimore in the in the second half. Uh, give me the Niners. Okay, so we agree on that one, and then. The Monday nighter, probably the only team in the league that's harder to predict than Indianapolis, the New Orleans Saints, three and two, going out to Seattle to, to face the Seahawks, who have also been a kind of a team that's flummoxed me as far as point spreads are concerned. They're two and four. New Orleans is favored by four and a half. As far as I'm concerned, they could have made this New Orleans by twenty or Seattle by twenty. It's probably going to end up in a blowout one way or the other. <laughs> it, it really comes down to good Jameis or bad Jameis. That's that's all that that's really what it comes down to. Um, no Russell Wilson for the Seahawks. No Russell right? Wilson. <sighs> Boy, that might be enough to sway me toward New Orleans. Still though, New Orleans. Uh, I don't know that New Orleans is good enough to be getting to be giving four points up in Seattle. Yeah, there of all places. Boy, I want the Seahawks. I'm uh, you know. I, yeah, give me the Seahawks too. It's just yeah. I mean, the Saints could even win by a field goal, but chances are, again, this this game probably won't be close. One if, way or if, the other. if the Saints win this game by by more than four points, because Jameis is just in his bag and he's just throwing touchdowns all over the place, I'm not going to feel that bad about it because it's so hard to predict uh, how he's going to play from week to week. So, if that happens, you know, hat, hats off to to Jameis and the Saints. But I just think that's too many points to be giving Seattle at in Seattle, no matter who plays quarterback for them. You got some. Pretty good team sitting on the sidelines this week. The Cowboys, who you mentioned earlier, um, yep. they've only lost once this season. They're this is this bye. is almost this is this is almost like the a real, Chargers and the Bills. This is almost like a really bad time for the Cowboys to have a bye week because they're so right. hot. Yeah. I, well, well, uh, the Bills and the Chargers. Two teams Dak does have Dak does have that calf injury, so uh, it it might be a good thing that they're not playing this week because he he would have been questionable to play. But man, are they hot right now? They they. You know the Cowboys are one of those teams where you you just wait for them to to falter. But I don't know about this year. They they look like they look like they have the makings to put it all together. The only thing for me that I'm worried about is their head coach. Their division's pretty soft. I mean that helps. Division soft. Uh, Dak's playing at an MVP level. Zeke is back to playing uh, where he should be. Uh, their defense has been the, one of the one of the biggest surprises of the season. Uh, I'm just waiting for Mike McCarthy to screw something up. You and Hannah Vegas both. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's pretty happy. I mean, how can you not be if, yeah. if uh, one of your teams is five and one? The Steelers are on a bye this week again, as we mentioned earlier. The Bills F and the, the Chargers are also on bye four and two. Both F of them all three of those currently teams. licking their wounds right now after the bad Steelers a week ago. Obvious reasons. The Bills for losing to the Steelers in Week One, and then the Chargers for putting up 47 points against us, and then the next week, like you said, the Lions aren't going to get off the plane. They didn't get off the plane in Baltimore, and they got trucked by the Ravens. The Chargers clearly shot their wad against the Browns. They had nothing left for the next week. Lord, Steve, it's midnight. Uh, Good it's about that Lord. time, man. <coughs> Wow. So anyway, all of the focus as far as the Browns are concerned this this Sunday will be on the game in Baltimore, Baltimore between Cincinnati and Baltimore. Baltimore and Cincy. Um, Hopefully they tie. Not really a good thing. I mean, I, I mean, maybe it would be, maybe it wouldn't be. I mean, I'm rooting for the Bengals outright. I I think I that can't, the, the Ravens I, are the much bigger threat. I can't root for the Ravens, so yes, I will also be rooting for the Bengals. Okay. Well, I mean, because if the Bengals, if the Bengals win, the Browns are are back to being one game out of the division lead. 
Right. But, but what's what's really interesting though, if the Bengals if the Bengals win on Sunday, obviously we're months away from the playoffs starting, but they would be the number one seed in the AFC current. Well, no, number two, the Bills. But, well, they would actually be a half game ahead of Buffalo, so yeah. Oh yeah, Buffalo got their second loss on Monday night, huh? Because mm-hmm. Josh Allen can't because uh, can, because their six six foot six, two hundred fifty pound quarterback uh, can't convert on a QB sneak, uh, fourth and inches. That is a crazy stat, though. Every single team in the AFC will have at least two losses if the Ravens lose to the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're at four and three. Realistically, I think when the season started, I think. Me, you, me, you, and Ryan. I think after seven games, probably had the Browns at five and two. I did. Yes. Yeah, I think we did. Um, so you know, we have Arizona all, we again have, was the game that just we have all of these. Up. We have all of these. Thanks, NFL. We have all of these injuries, and we're one game off what a lot of people probably think our our expected record is supposed to be. I, I mean, really, this game was big because huge, like, massive. Oh. Massive win tonight, and because if we if we lost if we lost now I'm not 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 to say that uh, Denver is going to be in it for a playoff spot later in the year. If we lost, we would have three AFC losses already. Yeah, because we've had two NFC games. We won both of those. So well, we lost the Cardinals. And again, again, <laughs> thanks NFL. Seventeen as seventeenth game. Yeah, give us the best freaking team in the league. Yeah, for that seventeenth miscellaneous game. Thanks. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it would have been it would have been enormous because we we've lost to the Chiefs and the Chargers. Those are two AFC teams, and those are two AFC going to be playoff teams. Uh, you would yeah. think, uh, unless the Chargers fall apart, which I don't. I, I, nah, I don't know. no, I don't think so. Um, because I because I think Kansas City is going to get their act together. They you know they have they have the second half of their schedule has got to be just a cakewalk because yeah. they've played. I mean, they played the Browns, they played Baltimore, Baltimore Buffalo, played Buffalo. They played Tennessee this week. Yep. Like, I mean, they've played everyone pretty much. They played yeah. the Chargers. Yeah, obviously they played the Chargers twice, but like they're gonna geez. they're gonna get their act together and they're probably gonna finish with twelve or thirteen wins. Um, so yeah, it was a huge, huge win. Uh, this week, huge. Now, if you beat Pittsburgh, <clears throat> if you beat, you're Pittsburgh, gonna be looking real good. Yeah, because five and three with the one and zero in the division. Five and three, one and zero in the division. We're ahead of ourselves, Cincinnati's after that. You're gonna like, start. You're gonna start getting your guys back. Uh, Jack Conklin, Nick Chubb. You know who knows about Baker after this revelation today with him having a broken bone in his shoulder. Now who knows? I, they're saying he's gonna he's gonna try and come back against Pittsburgh. I, if you have a broken broken bone in your shoulder, I don't know how in the hell you're you're only gonna miss one game. I don't either, because in fact I had almost that exact same injury back in 2009. I mean, I get it. I get it's in his non-throwing shoulder, but obviously I'm not as tough as he is. But like, for him, for him, it's going to be pain management and inflammation. If he can get the inflammation down and the bone starts healing and he can and he can deal with the pain, then he's probably going to try and play. I mean, they they said before the game today that if if we weren't playing on Thursday, if this game was on Sunday, he was going to play on Sunday. Well, I'm glad that we. Played on Thursday in retrospect, thank yeah, because it really hurt him well, so bad. Especially, especially now that we know we have the win in the, that we got the win in the bag, yeah. right? So I had been talking all week about how unjust that this Thursday night game came up now when we had everybody hurt, but yeah, we found a way. Found a way, and I was just, I was just praying like between Denver and Pittsburgh, we just find a way to win one of these games. We get a bunch of guys back by Cincinnati, we might be okay. We might even get both. I'm really hoping we get both now because we're gonna be yeah. we're gonna be sitting really pretty if we're five and three, getting a whole bunch of guys back after that. Oh. 
Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty much going to do it for us uh, this week. Uh, Browns win, and everybody enjoy your victory Friday. You're almost assuredly going to be listening to this on well. It we is get a, a we get a victory Friday starting right now. It is Friday. Like it's twelve oh six. Go actually, yep. yes. So you're going to be listening to this Victory Friday. Hope you guys all have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. Uh, I will talk to you guys again on. Uh, well, we'll record on Tuesday night, and uh, you'll hear it on Wednesday. But the next episode of Living Off the Land, and then we will be back. It is officially, even though we have the weekend, it is officially Steelers Week. First game against the Steelers is next Sunday. Get ready because it's going to be a it's going to be a war. It's going to be a it's going to be a brawl. And uh, hopefully we will come out on top. So, uh, Browns win 17-14. Is it going to be a war with candy or is it going to be a war with, you know, knives and Freddy versus Jason? I'm thinking it's probably going to be more like the second. Against that team? Yeah, pretty much. Happy Halloween. The rivalry is back. So, uh, for Steve, I'm Dan. You've been listening to Living Off the Land. Browns win 17-14 tonight at at, uh, First Energy Stadium, Thursday Night Football. Uh, 4-3 on the season. Uh, We will uh, catch you guys next week. See you. Go Browns. Bye. Bye.